Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Brett. How are you? I'm all right. You? Just all right? Or? No, no. Fantastic. Fantastic. You I'm know fine. why? Why? We're recording a podcast and I get to be here with you and Nelson and our very special guest. I can't tell if there's a mocking tone there. No mocking. I love no mocking. I, I truly enjoy this. I don't mock. Well, well not all. We time. have a special guest today. His name is Doug Skoke. Doug is the VP of Business Development for Benjamin Douglas, which is a recruiting agency based out of South Florida. They have an international portfolio of clients in the technology, financial services, and engineering sectors. And Doug is that guy that genuinely subscribes to the platinum rule in life. We're going to come back to that. Put a pin in it. Yeah. So from a professional perspective, if he's selling to or servicing a client, leading a team or collaborating, that's his compass. And I love Doug's tagline, which is putting the human back in capital. Every position he's ever had has had a business development focus. That makes sense because Doug has an affinity for building meaningful and mutually rewarding relationships. His grit, resilience, intellectual curiosity, and authenticity are not only his calling card, but his differentiator. He has worked on the sales management programs for E&J Gallo Winery. He helped grow trial graphics from 14 employees to 300. He was in B2B sales for New Horizons Computer Learning Center, South Florida, which is the world's largest IT training organization. And he was a risk advisor for Marsh and McLennan Agency, which is a subsidiary of Marsh, the world's largest insurance broker and risk advisor. He lives in Miami. He has two sons. And if you're on LinkedIn, and if you are listening to this podcast, you should be on LinkedIn. If you're not, please subscribe, join, whatever it is. Follow Doug. But his posts are always thoughtful and positive, and we're really happy to have him here today with us. Welcome, Doug. Mm, quite an intro. Yeah. yeah. Are we done? We call it a day. I we're think done. That's it. Okay. Is this where if, we are? Yeah. You didn't know you were that impressive. There's only one right? direction to go in <laughs> from here. Yeah. Which that is was straight up. Pretty good. Welcome, Doug. Thank so, you. VP of Business Development for a recruiting agency. Are you out there? Tell us what you do in that capacity. First, I really genuinely thank both of you for having me on. And thank you for being here. This is pretty special stuff. Well, we'll see where it goes. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's not he should reserve for the end. <laughs> He's clearly not listened to any other episodes. <laughs> no, I have. And your opening is usually, I mean, if we're going to be honest with one another, the opening banter between two is yeah. usually the best part. <laughs> so you yeah, have, oh, yes, I, fair this, enough. This is going to be our new business. I do my research. <laughs> I do my research. In this business, there's really two sides of the desk. There's the business development side, which is everything you would conjure up as client development, finding clients that have what we would call requisitions, you know, needs for positions. And that's one side of the desk. And you cultivate that relationship, you open up opportunities. The other side of the desk is think of like the head hunting, the Mm -hmm. talent sourcing. So in my role, in my capacity, and it'll be five years come April at Benjamin Douglas, I've straddled both sides of the desk, but my main focus has really historically been on the client development side. Mm-hmm. The talent acquisition side, is that also placement? Would that be on that side too? Correct. Yeah. So our firm primarily works in contingency recruiting models, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting 
Five years ago, I didn't know much about the industry, if anything, actually. I transitioned out of Marsha McLennan as a risk advisor in the insurance space, property and casualty. So it was all new to me. What I learned is the barrier to entry is very low. And even with as esteemed as your law firm is, there's other law firms that specialize in your practice. Same here, except maybe even worse. So the barrier to entry for recruitment firms is very low. And then on the contingency side, to answer your question, it's the ultimate skin in the game setup because we as a company don't ever earn a fee unless and until we deliver. And what is the contingency side? What exactly? So what that means is when we engage with a client and start our search, there's a fee that we would earn, but only if we're successful. So I'll bring it to not your model, but like a plaintiff's attorney, right? We do a lot of contingency. Oh, there you go. Same deal. So that's the majority of the work that we do is on success fee. If you're not successful, you don't get a fee. That's a good way to put it too. Well, and it aligns your interests with the interests of your client. And that's why we like working in that model. It's riskier, but you're bearing the risk with the client. And there are particular industries that you guys focus on? We're actually industry agnostic. It's more around role type. So most of the roles are mid to senior level Mm -hmm. positions. Mm -hmm. And if I had to bucket it, especially coming out of the worst of the pandemic when we almost went out of business, our three buckets would actually be technology, sales, and marketing. Okay. Who out there should be calling you? Make your pitch. Well, pitch-wise, because this is the way that I operate. No, 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 I'm not pitching because I don't pitch. (laughs) No, like Differentiation in this industry is as hard as any other. Who would call? Who should call you? Would be a small to mid-size business that Mm -hmm. is either in hyper-growth mode even if they're, I mean, past seed fund rate, you know, so mm-hmm. they're revenue generating on some level, mm-hmm. but they're scaling. They don't have the resources internally by way of finding their own talent. That's the kind of company and they work quickly. They have processes in place, which is very important because speed kills in this. Lack of speed kills. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that both parties feel it's a good business fit because as a boutique company, we're eight or nine people soaking wet. We have I wouldn't say luxury. That's the wrong word. I don't know what the word is, but it's important that we align with the right kind of client too. And the right kind of client gives us a seat at the table as a partner. And any transactional feel vendor relationship is not really a relationship and it doesn't last very long. In this industry, you all have to be able to find clients to place talent with and you got to find the talent. Right. So there's two sides. That you're feeding from two sides, right? Two troughs, if you will. What have you seen in the last five years or what has your company seen in the last five years given the transition? What's going on here in Miami on both sides of that? I wouldn't say we're immune to the ebbs and the flows, but mm-hmm. what's incredibly wild to be a part of is how quickly the pendulum swings. Yeah. That where we can go from what we would call a candidate driven market, which is where the talent, the candidates, if you will, hold all the cards because they have multiple job offers and that exhibits a certain behavior mm-hmm. when it's a candidate-driven market. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> the pendulum swings so quickly, yeah. given various factors within the state of the economy and so forth, where now it's not no longer a candidate-driven market, but the companies, the hiring companies hold all the cards. And that dramatically changes things. So in my five years, I've seen both ends of that spectrum, I suppose. Right. What's been an interesting development for us coming out of the pandemic is Mm -hmm. remote work. Right. Geography no longer matters. For the most part. And again, 
It's what's cool about life. Nothing's yeah. ever black it, and white. Yeah, right. and stuck in mud. You know binary, what I mean? Right, yeah. Because what I'm experiencing now with a couple clients in real time in South Florida mm-hmm. are they're scaling. They're in industries that are thriving, let's just say. And they're also adamant about creating an in-office culture. Therefore, oh. in-office. In-office. Yeah. We it? have to find... <clears throat> People that want to work in the yeah. office. That yeah. makes the job a little more challenging. But is that a more recent yeah. trend post-pandemic? Correct. I'm We're talking like in the last three or four months. Sure, because it's changing so quickly, right? That's right. Are you having to, or are you able to go outside of Florida to pull talent and resources? Because there's only so much talent here. We have people moving down and all that, but are you reaching outside the state to pull people down? A hundred percent. It depends on the level of role that we're filling, whether there is any support for relocation or bumps in pay and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But we have to go further afield because you just run out of the pool that you're swimming in. Yeah. Is there enough industry down here now? You know, there was always sort of a dearth of that, but I feel like maybe more, what do you think on that side of the equation? We've been very fortunate from the standpoint, and you've experienced it, I'm sure, in your business too, with the Mm -hmm. influx of both coasts. FinTech as a sector has really exploded for us. And the PE firms and the VC firms that are migrating down from New York and now Chicago and on the West Coast. So there's money. There's our local technology ecosystem is still thriving. I think we've been able to weather the storm maybe better than other areas in the country. Business is not, I shouldn't knock. Because it's going to make a noise, won't it? Right, yeah. You don't huh? want to this Can thing. I, though? Go for it. Go ahead. If you really, if you I, want, I to. want to. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Who is it? Just kidding. On uh, wood. <laughs> We're doing pretty good right now. Yeah. Cooking with gas. All right. So, yeah. the platinum rule. Tell us about the platinum rule. So, we all know the golden rule. And if we don't all know the golden rule, I sure. might butcher it. But it's, yeah. you know, doing to others as you would have done unto yourself or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's not a bad North Star. Not bad. It's, it's, not bad. It's, yeah. Pretty solid. I mean, if you lived your life that way, that's a whole lot better from an emotional intelligence and relationship building standpoint than maybe a lot of other alternatives. Right. But I have found, and I forgot where I was exposed to the platinum rule. So I'll explain what I mean by that. Instead of doing unto others or treating others as you would want to be treated yourself, the platinum rule kind of is a step up from that, which is essentially treating others as they want to be treated. It's perhaps nuanced. As you, if you want me to yeah, elaborate. Please, oh, please I mean, that's, do. I mean, that's why we have it's, microphones. It's, the, it's, the, it's really the essence of solid relationship building. It's what makes the world go round, in my opinion. Love. I love you guys. And <laughs> Nothing but love. Well, you know, Jeff, we're brothers. No, yeah, Jeff has a lot of brothers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot that, of brothers. No, no, but he loves them all. Because it's Jeff. You guys are all brothers to me. You too, Nelson. He never says that to me, but he does have a lot because brother. he's a great guy my and he only and surrounds himself with great people. That's the way that energy works. That's right. So it was excellent. <laughs> well, you guys are pros. I surround That's myself, what I do for a living. Love yeah. and people really, that are better than me. That's and smarter really, than me. That's why I'm here. Right. Exactly. Yeah, duh. <laughs> that's why all y'all are here. All y'all. I mean, <laughs> full stop. Train back on the track. That's <laughs> so smart. In my opinion, love and relationships. Relationships are absolutely yeah. key yeah. and golden. And I'm not preaching. I'm just conveying yeah. my thoughts on this topic. So right. Of course. We're having in, a conversation. In order for relationships for me to have worth and meaning, you got to go deep. 
There's no surface level stuff. So the greatest respect I think I can give other people is to treat them as they want to be treated, not as I want to be treated because we're all unique human beings. We're all Mm. wired different ways. I have different motivations than you might have different motivations, so on and so forth. So the platinum rule says, treat Jeff how Jeff wants to be treated, not treat Jeff how Doug would like to be treated because how Doug would like to be treated might not work for how Jeff would like to be treated. But I just confused Yeah, no, you got it. I think you said it perfectly clearly. And I guess my question is, in this example, is Doug treating Jeff how Doug thinks Jeff wants to be treated or is Doug treating Jeff, I'm just trying to eliminate the pronouns, is Doug treating Jeff as Jeff has told Doug Jeff wants to be treated? Which is it? Can I add a C? You have A, B, and I'll add a C. And that is, I think it takes time, right? So it's Doug treats Jeff how Doug learns after time, how Jeff wants to be treated. Right. That's a C. Right. And there could be a combination of all of that in there. You may say something over time in a relationship, or he may learn over time, right. like, oh, okay, don't do that, because Jeff doesn't like that. But that's the relationship component, and that is, it takes time. Right? That's uh, what we, we need preach. verbal answers. Doug is nodding. Just Doug is nodding, yes. He oh, agrees with so me. Okay. By the way, so locked that's in. okay, no, because... Everything Brett is saying, I'm well, like, yes, I'm well, nodding. Hello. Because it's, I mean, that, yeah. as our listener understands, right. I am always right. right. I mean, that's I, okay. I, but that's the point. The point right. is, right, is creating, cultivating those relationships over time. Absolutely. And that's correct. what we preach here, right, with all sure. the lawyers and what we preach with our kids and our families and everything. So, so I appreciate true. that very much. To me, I think the golden rule was, I agree, a stepping stone. But to me, that was more of a morality thing, mm. right? To me, it's a floor. It's that should the be mere, your baseline. It's the baseline. Ooh. If I agree you didn't with want that. that to be done to yourself, then don't That's do right. it. That's like your so, price of entry. Yeah. So if you want to be a human being, you right. got to start there. So to me, that was more of a Good morality point. thing. And the platinum maybe, yeah. you know, is more of a deep dive into the relationship mm-hmm. component of it. So the genesis of my question was really, do you ask? Do you ask somebody, hey, is this how you want me to communicate or is this how you want me to treat you? Making that more of a habit, being intentional about it and right. mindful about it. Yeah. And even in conversations with those closest to me, my brother comes to mind. There are frequently times when I'll ask him on the front end of a conversation, almost like, what role do you want me to play That's right great. now? Am I, mean, I your sounding board right, guy right. or... Sure, am I listening or am I yeah, helping yeah. you solve and, this and, and it's easy to assume he's my brother, but you just can't. Unless I was literally him in that moment, like inside of his head, thinking his thoughts and emotions, I need to clarify right. how should I show up for him. Right. So I try to do that a lot more and a lot more regularly. Are you venting or are you looking for feedback? Exactly. Right. I get it. I like it. And so, you know, I think there's a lot to that in communication because I think a lot gets lost. First of all, communication is a two-way street. So the message I send is not always the message that you receive, yep. especially depending where you are. And we always talk about meeting the client where they are or mm-hmm. meeting whoever it is, meet them where they are. Yes. Your kids too. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard to find them. Even if they're standing right in front of you, you know what I mean? It's hard to find them, but that's part of parenting, right? It's trying to figure that out. Two have left the house and I have one who's a senior and where I have to find him is the beanbag chair. (laughs) But even then, when you find him there physically, you may not be able to find him emotionally. That thing is like a sleep property that is unbelievable. He sits on that, that's it. He's done. Do you have a dog too? I did. Does the dog use the sleeping bag? The dog well? does use the beanbag. Yeah. Everyone loves the beanbag. I mean, it's, it's a beanbag. Bean I need to try the beanbag next oh, yeah. time I'm yeah. over. Yeah. Come on. You're all welcome. Anyway, so I wanted to talk a little bit about your positivity. I love your energy. And in fact, the genesis of you mm. sitting here today is 
I know you for a long time. I guess we connected on LinkedIn and I had been following you and observing your posts on LinkedIn. And I thought you were a coach because the message that you were sending that were all about positivity and relationship building. And I love the energy and I really thought you were a coach. And it wasn't until I started looking around your bio that I learned that that wasn't your business. And so I was glad that we connected and that's kind of what it caused me to invite that. you on the podcast. I love that. But I love the positive energy. And I want to know, that. like, how do you, is it just something on your mind every day and you post or how do you come about? So super meaningful, everything that you just said. Because to me, those are affirmations of the best kind. I meant it. No, you wouldn't have said it if you didn't mean it. I think I know you well enough to know that. I do believe maybe there's some clairvoyance in there on your end. I do believe that's in my future somewhere. I don't know how it materializes yet. I sit and think. And I think one day I'm going to come up with kind of a coaching construct of some kind that's going to be different and just me and see where it goes. But that being said, my cadence to posting on LinkedIn and the things that I post about is super organic and authentic. And I don't have a content strategy, if you will. Mm. The rhythm to it is pretty much when something comes in my head about a thought or a moment that I want to capture. And I think that I could do it justice by putting some words around it, maybe a picture. And it usually all is framed around one of four things, to be quite honest with you. One of four things. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to answer the question. Listener. I'm right. I'm starting Jeff to take is about, yeah, so let's do it. One of go. four things. Well, what are, can I go ahead and say millions of listeners? Yeah, please. Aren't going to see right yeah. now? <laughs> millions, yeah. I like I, to use listener. I, I would like to say. <laughs> we can go millions, whatever. What the three whatever. listeners exactly. out there. <laughs> exactly. Can't yes. see right now. That's before this episode, by the way. By the way, there are this four people our, in this room, so let's go with four <laughs> listeners. We're going, let's we're going do that for at right. least. Exactly. But Brett, if I can show. Yeah. So what I'm showing. Doug is showing a tattoo. A, a, a on tattoo forearm. on my left forearm. Yes. Okay. And it is germane to your question. It answers when I say the four. This is Sanskrit, which means nothing to you. The word itself mm. that the symbol is, is really two words combined into one. It's pronounced Sam. Tosha. And what that loosely translates to is complete contentment. So for me, that's a state of mind, a state of being. It's not an ultimate destination. I don't know that I could ever exist in a state of complete contentment, nor would I want to, because I think contrast in life is critical. You got to go through bleep to appreciate right. all your moments right. when you're okay. So when I look at this, this is for my sanity, not vanity, the tattoo. I'm not all tatted up. Is it facing you or it's letters? But yeah. Right, so it's, so I look down at that this. way, right? Mm -hmm. It's on his forearm. So when he makes a fist. Or just or when in any like arm doing motion. doing a curl, yeah. it's facing him. Oh, right. I'm just trying to describe it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. It. So I call it my visual anchor. I see it. My eyes graze over that, glaze over whatever, all day long. Mm -hmm. And this reminds me of my core four principles. Because I said that complete contentment to me is a state of mind. So they're the four legs of my spiritual chair that I sit on, which is non-comparison, present moment, attitude of gratitude, and what I like to say, radical acceptance. Those are four pretty broad concepts. Mm -hmm. There could be subcategories to all of them, but that's the umbrella. That's everything to me. If I'm conscious going through my day-to-day -day with those four core, the likelihood of me attaining that mindset of contentment is ratcheted up by thousands fold. 
so what happened in my journey is I had about a 12-year period where everything just came undone. Any aspect of your life that's meaningful in any way, shape, or form, from marriage to childbearing to then raising the adopted boys that we've got, loved dearly, to losing a job unceremoniously after 17 years of sweat equity, Mm. almost losing the house. You know, we were in Weston at the time and it was like 2008, I guess. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. And had to make a quick move and sell out of there. And then just for fun, during this period of time too, my mom, who was probably the biggest influence in my life, was diagnosed with a non-cancerous tumor but interfrontal lobe, mm. bad stuff. Yeah. And that required emergency craniotomy and they successfully removed it, but we just weren't out of the woods for a little while. And then an infection set in and that sent everything back into his tailspin. She was in Gainesville at Shands Hospital. Mm-hmm. And my brother flew in from the West Coast the second time and we said our goodbyes to mom. That was it, you know, Rough. DNR, all that stuff, right? The hospital calls like three days, I don't know, it's all vague now because it goes back several years, but two days later or something like that, do you want to say hi to your mom? I said, excuse me? We said goodbye to my mom. She said, your mom's Trudy, I'll put her on the phone. And I heard like, honey or something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, mom didn't pass away. Something happened. I don't know if you have relatives Mm -hmm. or family members Mm -hmm. where you've had to sign off on do not resuscitate and incubate and morphine starts and somebody did something or stopped doing something, but that's what happened. And then the next seven years of my life personally were consumed with caring for my mom because her state of being was a million percent compromised. Mm -hmm. You guys know, but in that frontal lobe, all of your executive reasoning and functioning and She was the shell of a person and it just went, but it was a slow passing. But there's beautiful moments to reflect on. The only reason, and I'll move off of this, but I just want to set the table because that's what was really the catalyst, I think is the word you use, Jeff, for at some point, at the end of all of this, several years ago, not that long ago, I'm like on this hamster wheel now. Mom passed, which was a blessing. My ex-wife and I are incredibly amicable, have to be. My whole parenting journey with my yeah. two sons is not like anything I ever could have conjured up. That's a whole yeah. other thing, well, yeah. but adoption at birth, both of them. And it's been a wild ride. I found myself in this hamster wheel of just like, what the hell? I've never been a massive woes me guy, but I was feeling a lot of woes me and I was just lost. And I happened to meet somebody in the network, not our network, but like in the chamber of commerce or something mm. like this, right? And she specialized, this is about five years ago, in mindfulness and meditation coaching. And we got into a fascinating conversation and she took me on as a client. I had never meditated before in my life. It was December 2017. And she took me down a path for about a year of really coaching me on how to meditate and exposing me to different concepts around mindfulness And it really was life altering for me. And then I just ran with it. And now I'm just going deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. So this is just me. I'm 55. I feel like I'm 25 right now. You look great. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I appreciate that. You look great. And I'm turning 55 in a few months. You look amazing. I feel great. That's the best. Follow the feels. Yeah, I'm with you. 
I think you're looking at two subscribers to meditation and health and introspection. And I love your mantras. I think they're amazing. Really, I've been so impressed by you and I know each other for a long time, but we're not super close. No, nope. we haven't had contact in whatever decades. I mean, I, I did like you. I didn't. I didn't love you back. You hated me. I think what? when you when you know someone at a stage of life, like in college, for example, mm. and then you go off and you encounter them twenty years later, you have in your mind this image of that person at that time. And maybe in college, we're all very different than what we are today. And so. I am always interested to see how people change, evolve, grow, whatever. And I've enjoyed observing. I think your posts come from the heart. That, it's very clear to me they come from the heart. And, and observing that has been really a pleasure. I really enjoy that's it. That's everything. That yeah. comment means everything. You're speaking my language. It really does. What you go through, you grow through. And that's why I shared that yeah. story. That's why I think it's so important in life, not only just to build up resiliency, yeah. And also another underrated superpower for all of us is compartmentalization. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole Massive. idea of meditation and Massive. mindfulness. You know, the more stuff you got to figure out in life and navigate your way through, you just grow from it all. You use that as the experiences, right? From yeah. which you can build off of. Yeah. No doubt. Might I ask what the other tattoo is on your right forearm? Sure. That this, looks this, this Japanese, is, Chinese, no, is Mandarin? Brett's. Smart He's guy. smarter than he looks. He's yeah. super. No, he looks I mean, that hard. <laughs> it's the glasses. I love the glasses. It's a low bar. He's smarter than he looks. No, yeah. you guys yeah. are awesome. <laughs> this is a Japanese symbol for the word flow. So flow mm. is just another concept, right? Which I think has a different connotation or can be misinterpreted. Right. Go with the flow. It's used now. Right. Right? right? Like right. you're directionless or whatever. But on a deeper level, it's far from that. You're talking about trust faith over fear. You're opening yourself up to a lot of different avenues to get to an outcome and not necessarily living your life. It sounds like I'm preaching. This is what I preach to myself. Mm -hmm. I try not to live an outcome-based life. I do my best and I surrender the rest and I'm cool with whatever the outcome is. Have you read the book, The Surrender Experiment? Yes. And I just picked up Michael Singer, is it? Yeah. Who's in Gainesville. Yeah, yeah, he was. That's where a lot of it takes place. So there's another book. This is the other book, Untethered Soul. Oh, yeah. Which I haven't read and was told, oh, you should maybe read The Untethered Soul before Mm -hmm. Surrender. I don't know what goes before what, Mm -hmm. but I just started this one. Somebody gifted me that book and I haven't opened it yet. I'm in the middle of a couple of other books right now. Are you a big reader? It takes me a long time to get through a book. Summertime, when I travel a little more, I can read more or more frequently. So I usually will pick it up maybe 10 to 20 pages if I can every other day. Or every I'm just days. like so you. It takes me forever. It does. If somebody was interested in these themes, what book would you recommend that they start with? That they start or, with? I don't know. It doesn't have to be a start. Just what book would you recommend? Is there one book that you would recommend? Hey, you got to read this. Yeah, I'm forgetting the name of it. Where it all started for me. We're going to put it in the show notes. We're going to get the name yeah, of the yeah. book and we'll put it in the show notes. For sure. I'll tell you, I just finished reading recently, Think Like a Monk. I don't know if you've read that, Jay Shetty. No. Also really, I love Jay really Shetty. good. Sure. Yeah. Very similar themes. And there was one, and actually we talked, Brett and I just talked about this at lunch, that the idea that happiness is a fraction, the numerator of which is what you have, and the denominator is what you want. Mm. And so I'm sorry, I said it reversed. What you want over what you have. And if you're pretty close to one, then you are 
Can I read something to you? Oh, yeah. Was it, this is the bathroom <laughs> you said? Yes. I, yeah, I, I, so I, I, we I, went I, to I, lunch I, at this Thai it's, fusion, it's Indonesian, Indonesian place. Indonesian restaurant. We both went to the bathroom I'm make a separately. Can we make a plug for this place? Because it's been around for we, a long we can. time. And we can. I'm dying it's to hear this. It's called Bali Cafe. Bali Cafe. Miami. We love this place. So there's this little thing in the bathroom and I took a picture of it because yeah. I thought it was interesting, but it falls I in line with what yeah. I have sent that picture yeah, to my you, family. Right. Go ahead. It says, happiness, keep your mind free from worry, your heart free from hate, live simply, give more, expect less. Yeah. I like it. I liked it. I thought it was going to take the picture. Yeah. That resonates yeah. big time. Uh, I feel yeah. like big we time. should we end on that. First of all, Doug, we always suggest that we'd like to have people on the podcast back and we I don't want, mean it we know we of course we want it when we say it we mean we would never say it no, if we didn't mean true, it but we'd true. love to have you back because i feel like we only scratched the surface on your journey and where you are and we're glad you are sitting in this chair and we're glad that you arrived at this place of complete or approaching complete contentment. I think that's where you want to be is right on the eve of it, right? You don't yeah, once you get there, it's kind of... I don't even know what there right. is. Right? Well, right. right. That's, that's right. What does that the mean? the journey, right. Satisfaction, complete contentment. Right. Like, what does that mean? Inner peace, I think. Right, but does that mean you're satisfied? Like, complete content? If you have inner peace, that doesn't necessarily mean, right? You could have inner peace you're still on your journey because there's more that you're looking to oh, do. And, oh, right, for so, sure. Yeah. To me, it's yeah. not a destination. A journey. Correct. Right, it's all the journey, yeah. Wow, we've touched on some yeah, fascinating I mean, to me, topics. I would outwear my welcome in a second. I would sit here for three more hours and talk to you guys. <laughs> well, we may still do that. We're going to turn the mics you're, off, but we're going to continue you're, you're doing beautiful. that. We're going to talk about the octopus yeah, the next time. A, a we'll save that one for the if next time. If you like this show, please... Give us a review. If you follow us on Apple, give us a five-star review and it'll help other listeners find us. And if you have any questions for Doug, his contact information is in the show notes. And we will see you next time. Well, Thank we'll you. talk to you next time. Okay. We'll see each other and we'll, we'll see, talk, we'll to, talk you to you next time. time. Thank you, Nelson. Thank you, Doug. Thank, Thank you, Doug. You Thank you. Thank you, Nelson. Jeff, super grateful. Thank you. For more information on this show and other resources, Visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at FastAmron. <laughs>